You're listening to Nathan Shansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. All right, my friend, this is one of my most highly requested shows, uh, that being the topics of what is SEO, how do you get bookings with SEO, where do I learn about SEO, what does SEO mean in 2022, how does SEO marketing stack up against social media marketing, all of the things. So my friend, those things are going to be answered here on the show today. We are covering it all with my special guest, an expert on all things SEO, who I am beyond excited to introduce to you, Catalina Jean. I've also secretly had my eye on having Catalina on the show for some time now. And finally, 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 it is happening. But in case you don't know her yet, Catalina is a wedding photographer and SEO educator located in Portland, Oregon. She lives on Dirty Chai's, I love it, and snuggling her two Boston Terriers. Her passion is to create fine art editorial images for couples and empowered businesses to get on the first page of Google. And let me tell you, she does all of that. She's got the results to prove it. And oh my gosh, her work is stunning. So we talk all things SEO, ranking on Google, how she gets hundreds, literally, of leads from Google every year, how social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest impact SEO, and we covered so much more. I'm so ready for you to hear this episode. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. So buckle up. I hope you're ready. Let's dive into this gold interview with Catalina. Are you an aspiring creative entrepreneur or established small business owner with a fuel to pursue the things that light you up like nothing else? If so, you are in the right place, my friend. My name is Nathan Shansky, and I'm a photographer and photography business educator. On this podcast, I'm here to drop nothing less than weekly truckloads of business and marketing tips, mindset shifts, and transformative wisdom from my life and career to bring you into the highest potential self that God created you to be. I will see you right here each week and let's commit to learning, growing, and achieving our goals together one bold step at a time. Catalina, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. I am so excited to finally meet you, like even digitally, like through things. I followed you on Instagram for a while. So yeah, I'm stoked to be here. I love it. And it's, oh, I actually didn't even tell you, like before we were talking, I got in your course, the SEO for Creatives course, the last time you launched it. So that is like one of the biggest reasons why I'm having you here because it's Aww. so good. I actually am diving into that course right now because it's the first time I've had like a breather to actually do that. Um, but it's so good. So I'd love to, honestly, for anybody that doesn't know you, give us a little background. Who are you? What makes you tick? What's your story? All those good things. Yeah, totally. Um yeah, so I'm Catalina Jean. That's so official. Um, <laughs> and I've uh, been a wedding photographer for just about 10 years, which is wild. I feel like it just went by so quickly. I don't know how I've been doing this for a decade. Um, but yeah, I sort of like really randomly fell into it. So I've never shared this on a podcast, but Ooh. my 20s were like a dumpster fire. Like okay. dumpster fire. It took me like 11 years to finish college. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I was like homeless multiple times, like total, like severe drug addict, like just a complete 
disaster. And it was, it was really hard. Um, but what was amazing is when I finally like got things together, it was like, I almost got just like a whole new start, like a Mm. whole new start to life. So that was pretty close when I launched my business. And that's Mm -hmm. just something that I think I've really held very deeply in my heart is just how amazing life can be. And it's like, why I'm so passionate too about helping other photographers, you know, build their businesses because it's just so amazing. Like I don't take this for granted at any step of the process. Like anytime I'm at weddings, I just feel so grateful to be like, have a roof over my head Mm -hmm. and like have things together. But it definitely like, it put this really core in me to, yeah, to just really do things with as much intentionality as I can and to really like, just like seep in the gratitude of this life we're given. Um, My partner, my fiance and I, we joke that like the, uh, having a, like your own business or a photography business is almost like this like glitch in the matrix. Like you get to like work for yourself, you can travel the world if you want. Like this, this career should not exist. This was not what we were taught growing up was going to be, we were going to be stuck behind, you know, in a cubicle somewhere. So yeah, that's kind of like just my background and why I think I'm just like so excited to wake up every day. Yeah. I'm so excited to do things of quality. And I'm so excited every time I get messages back that people are ranking, that inquiries are coming in. Because yeah. I just know how like amazing this life is. And it's yep. just like, I randomly fell into it. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask, what was like the shift for you in your life? Was it like a mindset thing? Or like, I don't know what happened. Mm, it was just a, a complete rock bottom. Okay. Yeah. Complete rock bottom. And I checked myself into uh, rehab and it wasn't a month rehab. It was a year. So I lived there for a year and I just decided like, this is just, we have to get it together. It's just, this is getting, and it was just because I could just see the cycle continuing Mm. and it just got to be like enough was enough and Mm. I didn't go back. Yeah. That's so cool. I almost feel like, I mean, I have so many thoughts about this. I almost feel like in so many ways, um, a lot of people have had those types of stories. I know for me, like my road has not, especially like with even running a business, my road has not been like this clean cut thing. Um, but it almost gives you the drive and, and just like the passion. And also I think the expertise to help others that maybe like you wouldn't have had otherwise. And I'm not saying that like we look back on certain things that, that were bad for us with uh, favor or anything like that. But it's almost like, our stories have so many layers to them and even like the bad parts of them make the, make us who we are. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they really fuel like the way that we impact other people and the way that we can like serve other people. And like, for, like what you said, like it's like you have the heart for other people and you have the genuine just like factor of educating others because you've, you've been in places that people you educate are in right now. That's so, so crazy. And it's also, um, I also kind of want to know like, what did you go to college for? <laughs> Oh my God, this is so, okay. So this is for like, oh, let's see how many different things. I was like an econ major first. Okay. And then I think I was like briefly a, a, a philosoph- was it philosophy. Wow, I cannot philosophy. say that word. Obviously, <laughs> it took me 11 years to finish college. I can't even say it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and then psychology. And then I ended up getting my degree in um, biblical studies and like church leadership. And I'm not involved in that anymore. Oh, so wow, interesting. Completely disconnected degree from like, anything that that I do in life but it's like it's cool at least I tried you know I I tried I kept going back (laughs) I kept like I kept trying and um yeah I like to kind of say this to to people because sometimes I think you can look at people who maybe 
have the business that you want or mm. are educating or something. And that they're, you know, like even with SEO, that's a very technical topic that um, even I can get looked at a little bit. Like I know tricks or I'm like super smart or it's like, no, I'm still just a human with mm. a ton of flaws mm-hmm. who, you know, at least in a traditional sense, uh, wasn't considered, you know, like smart from a grades, you know, whatever point of view, you know? So, but yeah, I completely agree. It definitely, like, I had to go through some serious mourning of like the years lost and like people lost in my life. But, Mm. you know, once I came out on the other side, it just put this like little golden nugget in my Mm. heart. And I just wake up like every day, like really, really stoked, even on hard days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, at least I'm here. <laughs> like, yeah. that's cool. Got it. <laughs> it's so true. It makes you really thankful for where you're at. And it's like, oh my gosh, I appreciate it so much more now. And also I think, you know, even when you talk about like the, like grieving those years that maybe were like, quote unquote, lost or whatever it is, I almost sometimes think to myself, like, this sounds so weird, but like, almost like we did what we could during those times, almost like with what hand we were dealt in in so many ways like the circumstances we were in the influences we had the privilege we had the or lack of or just like whatever it was like kind of like we did we, we did what we could <laughs> with what we had mm-hmm. and maybe it just like wasn't our time yet you know what i'm saying i feel yeah. like there's so many people that like you can like resent past parts of yourself but it's mm. like you know maybe it just like wasn't your time yet maybe like your time is now and that's okay and i don't like again that sounds like so weird and like way too wishy-washy but i feel like sometimes that just needs to be said because <laughs> there's so many people and we're so hard on ourselves sometimes it's like mm-hmm. just chill you're fine you're getting there everything's for a purpose like just it's okay it's going to be okay yeah. yeah it does like there there's a uh, even like on the on the inside of the ring that I think for like was it uh, King Solomon it that he would take off and read when things were hard and it says this too shall pass and I thought oh, that was yeah. a really cool to have like a physical reminder of even when it's hard and it's not to like you know gaslight yourself or like yeah. bypass you know those feelings but there is that kind of like this too will pass and you can yeah. collect some really interesting nuggets and tools and things that make you you and give you your superpowers, which is yeah. my fiance too. He was like a touring musician, disaster human, but it mm-hmm. kind of like we've already experienced rock bottom, so we don't have a lot of fear. So Ooh, I that's kind of so good. And we both have that. We know we can, you know, like sleep in a car and like it's yeah. not that bad. It's it's yeah. it's bad, but it's like you're you're not, you know, it's, you're going to get through it. So we both sort of have that. So we're both like, just, you know, really fearless with how yeah. we launch things. Not that I don't feel fear. I do, but it, it is, I think to growing up a lot of times, like in school or this, it's like, well, if you don't get an A, you're going to fail and be homeless. Mm. If you don't get a college degree, you're going to fail and be homeless. And there's all this like shame, like just put on people so that they fear like really stepping into themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, this, like, this, this like people that aren't even in their lives anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. It's so true. It's such a it's such a cool nugget uh, that I got given, and I hope I can share it to others. It's an energy I hope to bring to mm. what I do and in SEO that you know don't be afraid to make mistakes and be a mad scientist and try things. Like I did it so bad when I started because I didn't know what I was doing, but um, yeah, it's worth it to just to try. I think it can be a little bit like crippling when we're 
you know, we just need want to do it perfect. We want to find the way. Yeah. And a lot of times finding the way is just experimenting and falling on your face and getting back up. <laughs> uh, that's so good. I don't even know where this conversation came from, but I love it. And then just no, the fact that like there's so many people that are so unwilling to fail. And there's so many people, I okay, I will say, like I can be one of those people sometimes, but it's like once you just learn to genuinely not fear anything. And once you learn to kind of like look at the worst case scenario in the face and be like, oh, that's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how bad it can really get. You can really, really look at it. Yeah. Really look at it. I I absolutely love that. And it's like, okay, if you have the emotion of fear, like your physical body is meant to, it's like, evolutionary built to be be scared of things that might kill you like "Ah." true but it's like overreactive right and oftentimes we're not being chased by bears unless maybe someone out there right now uh oftentimes it's just not or like you know a big fear that i got over was showing my face on social media yeah you know that was a huge one and i but i went you know what and i wouldn't show up i kind of wouldn't look at it i Mm -hmm. said to look at it and be like this is a really cool opportunity to Mm. put like kind of just you know, even though you're scared to just put it out yeah. there because guess what? No one really cares. It's fine. No one, like, mm-hmm. if people are judging you, who cares? Like, yeah, and I who used cares it about them? To like kind of like dis, like kind of start disintegrating that. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was like a really cool like platform to try that, um, that opportunity to, cause I found somewhere where I was scared and I was mm-hmm. kind of like stepping back and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we're gonna, like, no. we're gonna do something different. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna embarrass ourselves a little bit. It's gonna be yeah. great. <laughs> like we we literally only live once, and like why? Like life is way too short to give up so much just for the fear of of what other people think of us, or just like I feel like sometimes we can get so in our heads of like oh I don't want to show my face or oh I don't want to come across like this or oh I don't want to be this or that or the other thing, and it's like wait who cares? Like I don't. I don't even care. Like, I don't care if somebody from my high school from like literally 10 years ago thinks X, Y, Z. Like, why should I care? You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. I have so many greater goals that I actually care much more about. Like, it's not, it's not not caring. It's caring about the things that actually matter, I guess. Yeah. And allowing yourself to be drawn to those things that matter yeah. and those things that are important to you. And yeah, I just think that there's, there can be really cool things on the other side. We just don't know what we're, we're capable of. My right. joke this year is that humility is canceled. Um, mm. it's like, y'all are fantastic. Y'all have all have something to bring mm-hmm. and kind of like stepping in, even when you're, you're fearful, you may discover that you are somebody else's puzzle piece. You know, that's mm, something I really got yeah. to give in SEO is it really became so much fun for people and they've had a lot of success with it. That was the puzzle piece that I brought that if I was in recording my course for the first time was the most terrifying experience of my life. Yeah. I'd never been recorded. Uh, and re-listening to myself on camera, I was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I can like just smell all my fear yeah. out of my voice. But then I did that, you know, I got to be a puzzle piece for other people and um, it's just cool. So humility yeah. canceled. You're, you're fantastic. You can step into it. cool stuff. You know. I love it. That's the mantra. Um, okay. I don't even. I don't want to shut anything down. But no, no, please. How... Back on top. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it though. Um, so, like, I would love to hear. You are honestly the expert in SEO. I, for me anyway. I don't know, like, if there are others out there for photographers in SEO. But like for me, and I think for so many people, you are such an expert in SEO. So I would love to just talk about like, how did that even start for you? And like, maybe start at the beginning of when you started your business. I have no idea. How did that begin for you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was like everyone else. I, you know, bought a 
domain for a new website and I bought an email address with a little Gmail box with my URL, you know, and I just sat down and was like, okay, how do I get clients? <laughs> like, um, I, I just remember just sitting there, like, just like, I would just sit and stare at my computer and be like, how do people do this? And, yeah. um, I, yeah, I just, I wasn't as drawn to Instagram at the time. It was the really aesthetic feed thing uh, and wedding not my era. <laughs> yeah right yeah and i'm so glad i'm so glad it's done it <laughs> it like makes my eyes hurt to try to make it balance that's not my thing um and it was the era too of wedding photography that was pretty bright and airy it was mm. you know sort of like if you think of the the days of like uh jose Villa and jasmine star mm. and it was kind of that like yeah, just a really bright and airy look and that's just not something i was drawn to but i didn't really know many photographers we even shot like that. I just mm-hmm. knew kind of what I liked. And I was like, no, I don't know if anyone wants this. So, um, yeah. So I just randomly that so Instagram, I just really didn't get drawn to. I just opened up Google one day. Like I can almost like remember the day that I did it. And I started typing different things in and w- was like, how do businesses get on here? This doesn't look like it's paid advertising. And I can see the ads, you know, yeah. like, my brain just ignores them. Uh, we're like, we're just trained. We just like ignore ad <laughs> sections. Um, and yeah, and that just sent me down on a whole road of figuring it out and trial and error. And I started getting page one rankings before I even knew it was called SEO. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know. I had never, I had kind of read some, some like maybe a few articles, but I mostly just watched what other people were doing that was on mm. page one. And I'm like, okay, how can I sort of like emulate this and even do it? better or I'd like mm. combine some different I'm like okay these three people are kind of doing this thing let me try that um and I did it really wrong for a few years and then I really started to get it get it correct probably by mm. like year two or three um and then I became obsessed because I'm like this I love systems once I build my system and mm. I understand the system and I can almost like a scientist like replicate the experiment yeah and I was like oh oh I can just do this for anything and yeah. any keyword and my business goals can shift and I can just take the same experiment and just apply it again and again. And yeah. that just became my bread and butter. And then it just like, it sort of like uh, expanded from there as I learned new things or I would just like try things and some things like, I was like, well, that didn't work. Uh, and I'd try other things that really were like wildly more effective than I thought they'd be. <laughs> and so mm, I was like, oh, okay. and that's like most of my learning was through that. I've never really done any education besides just read through some blog posts and things on like the big SEO sites, but even those are really confusing because they're written for corporations and like huge websites. They're not really written yeah. for small business owners. Right. That is so cool. So you were like pretty much self-taught in almost every respect and trial and error and like years of experimentation. That's so crazy. And and when like when was that? So you you kind of had this moment like where you were ranking on page one. Was that when you were like, oh, I figured it all out? Or was that when you were kind of like, oh, I've started to actually get some results and now I want to go even further with this? Yeah, it definitely, I would kind of just like, it was almost like a smelling it. Like I'd kind of smell and be like, okay, that kind of worked. And yeah. so once I started getting it in, and I started with really small keywords, like not very competitive keywords. It took me like, I think four four years to get on page one for Portland Wedding Photographer. I actually thought that was not going to be possible because my website was new and it did take some years. But I started going after smaller keywords and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave that as Portland Wedding Photographer. I'll yeah. go for that on my homepage and I'll work on these other things. And when I, I would just discover things along the way. I'm like, oh, because I was working on doing great pieces of content 
for less competitive keywords. Mm -hmm. It's a holistic sort of approach. So Google's like, oh, awesome. I can see that I can trust you to put out quality content that Mm. my searchers are searching. And so that was one of the pieces of the puzzle that also fed into getting me my main homepage ranking for Portland Wedding Photographer. Wow. So yeah, it really wasn't an aha moment, but it was definitely kind of smelling the little paths and seeing what worked. And, um, and then starting those things sort of coming together. I'm like, oh, I can kind of see the more holistic picture of how these things, because it's not just a list of things that get you on page one. It's sort of mm. these like holistic bubbles that work together that sort mm. of like build the strength um, and credibility of your website. And what started happening? I mean, like, what did you start getting? In, I'm assuming like inquiries started coming in and were they like good inquiries and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it just, I... My thing is I'm, it's kind of funny. I get a little less focused on the results. I was just having huh. so much fun that I figured out how to make the system work. I love it. Um, that's just like a place of joy for me is I, yeah. I, if I find the things that I really like, that it, it just, it feels like my engines like turn on and I just can't get enough and I get really obsessed So me figuring it out. But yeah, within uh, basically by the third year, I was, you know, getting dozens of inquiries. And then in like, I think maybe starting... Oh, maybe at year like five or six, it started to turn into the hundreds a year. And now it's, you know, five to 800 inquiries a year. And it's Google, you know, get it any time if you're going to be getting that number of, of, of volume, you know, I get the spam inquiries and I get, you know, price shoppers and that's totally fine. That's, that doesn't bother me at all. But, um, then I go through again, kind of following that like joy when I get those inquiries where they just sound like my people, but Mm -hmm. they're in there and all, Mm -hmm. I just kind of like keep going and they do, they do find me. And a lot of times Google is, you know, well, we can, we'll talk later on how search is shifting and sort of these other platforms, but it still um, is the big guy that most people go to first is they go to Google something. It's kind of the first place. So getting your business in one of these four front places is just like so incredible. And I saw, you know, the return that even if, you know, it just, it's a, it's a mix, but it was just, I love having the volume because I know my business is so secure that I can, mm. and what it did too, is it allowed me to take all the pressure off Instagram. Now mm. I do it for fun and completely different reasons. Like I mm-hmm. love being able to teach through reels. It's so fun being able to like, okay, how can I say this in under 90 seconds and mm-hmm. make it engaging? Like that's a fun challenge and it's not yeah. really to grow my account or do anything. It's like good yeah. for me because it makes me a better educator. Um, so it's just nice to have that freedom and take some of the pressure. Cause I think as small businesses, we're just, we, we want our business to survive. We love yeah. our businesses and we love what we do. So, um, yeah, it just gave me, and I think that's the real thing that once I started seeing the amount of inquiries, I was like, oh my gosh, this just created so much safety and freedom, mm-hmm. uh, that I was like, I still am pretty, pretty blown away by, uh, and just like, one random example, um, and you probably saw this because you took my the course, but in 2020, it was interesting because I basically, you know, detached from my business and I detached from any of the marketing. So mm. I didn't work on my SEO at all that year. And I think I posted Instagram like twice. Like I just, it put me in a really, all of us were pretty scared and pretty like weird emotional <laughs> state. So, but then once 2021 came around and I looked at my numbers, um, I had over, I had like 600 unique clicks from Instagram and I hadn't, I hadn't worked on it at all. And I hadn't worked on SEO at all. And for SEO, I had over 17,000 unique visits. And there were a few uh, experiments I did for ranking for elopements and 
they, I didn't know that elopements were coming the only option. And I was able to rebook out my 2020, which was just wow. like, what? Like, yeah. That really solidified. I remember like doing those numbers. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And it just sat there and worked for me. I didn't have to feed it when, you know, because things yeah. happen. You want to go, I don't know, to Italy for three months and not work mm-hmm. on your business. It just gives uh, a lot of freedom there. I love this. I love, uh, there's so many things I want to pick apart, but like, first of all, when you talk about the security of your business, I, I think that's so powerful. And what so many photographers need to hear is fundamentally, I mean, I, I have so many photographers that I coach or mentor or whatever that I feel like a lot of the conversations we have are things like, you know, their sales process um, or things like their pricing and maybe people are turning down, them down because of pricing or just like all these different things um, that, th- that they're really struggling with in these areas. And sometimes what it really comes down to is some people just don't have high enough demand for their work and they don't have enough people coming in and they don't have enough inquiries. And so let's say if you have like, oh, I don't know, like one inquiry that comes in every two weeks or something like that, then when that inquiry doesn't go perfectly and if you make like one little wrong move or if your pricing is a little bit too high for them and maybe you like you didn't come off as confident as you should have, then it is kind of catastrophic because you're like, oh, I, I needed that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if you have as many inquiries as you have and it's coming in through SEO or, or something like this, um, it, and it doesn't matter where they come from as long as they're you know inquiries and as long as they're the right inquiries for you. If you have that demand higher, then you, it just gives you so much more freedom and it gives you so much more confidence because mm-hmm. the reality is if they don't want your services, it's like, well, that's that's okay. I got, I got okay. 10 people yeah. who do. You know what I mean? And that's a place of empowerment that I think is always, always, always going to convert better than a place of scarcity. Like you have mm-hmm. to come at it from a place of like, I have an abundance of clients asking to work with me. Um, and so now I can stand healthy on, I'm, on my um, packages and my prices and my mm-hmm. sales process and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then... Uh, another thing that you talked about was kind of like the freedom it gave you. <laughs> Just like, you didn't even have to work on your Instagram for however long it was. And you you were even saying like Instagram wasn't a place that you felt like super magnetized towards. And you were like, you know, I kind of like it to be more of like my fun platform. And just the fact that you actually found a way to make that happen. And now your business doesn't depend on Instagram. And I think there's so many people out there that, you know, like I wouldn't advise every single person to fully market their business on Instagram. It's like some people, Mm -hmm. if you hate it and it's just like not the energy that you want in your life and maybe something a little bit more backend is for you, that's totally fine. And I would like actually pursue that. There's not only one way to market, but I love that you just found a way to set up this system that it doesn't, it's not so active. It's way more passive. <laughs> like I'm all about the passive work, like the work smarter, not harder stuff. Like I love that. Um, I would also, this is just maybe more my curiosity. This is something I've always wondered. Okay. So, um, when it comes to, uh, like, if I were to get a inquiry from, let's say like a, oh, what do they call it? Like directory. Or if I were to get an inquiry from like Google or something like that, I find that sometimes 
I get inquiries from people that they don't really know almost anything about me. And so then when when I show up in the first email and I have like 50 emojis and like, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. a crazy yeah, yeah. amount of capital letters and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff, they're just like, whoa, who is this freak? You know what I mean? Um, but if they come through like Instagram and they've seen my face and they've seen like so much of me as a person, they're like, oh yeah, this is totally him. Like we know this is him. And like, yeah, let's jump on the client call. Like, let's do this. We already know you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. how do you, in a way, almost like, I don't know if it's like vet people or qualify your leads if you do, or do you kind of save that for more your sales process to weed people out? I'd love to just know like your process of selling a personal brand, even on a place like Google. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I wanted to touch on just before we move on to like you were saying, when people are maybe only getting like, just like, you know, three or four inquiries, uh, maybe a month, and they're sending their pricing, and maybe mm-hmm. it's not going through. It's almost like scientifically not enough data to work with. Your yes. prices might be fine. Yeah, you know, you're and but a lot of times then it, we internalize it. Oh, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing mm. something wrong. So kind of getting into those increased numbers can also give a lot better data feedback to yep. to your process and what works and what you know things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's an amazing question, and I get a lot of you know low quality uh, inquiries. I think too because one of the things, at least because I'm kind of in year ten of of this business, I know I charge more than some people in my my area, so that. I think helps at least vet out, you know, those who are a little more price shopping that aren't looking to connect with an individual. Um, But for, so that's for the most part, I I probably don't hear back from most of my inquiries and I shouldn't because Mm -hmm. that's kind of like, kind of where, where I'm at. When I first started and all those inquiries were rolling in, it was a little bit more, more floundering because also just as a person, I was still solidifying in what, like, who am I? What is this brand? Mm -hmm. What, you know, because when you start, you kind of shoot everything. You're just like, yeah. You know, like you do family sessions and newborns. And just like you're like, I just want to <laughs> photograph people. I guess uh, I think so. It's it just takes yeah, it can take some time to get that down. I also I am not afraid to tell someone no, even if we've had an initial consult and I've talked to them on the phone. I've only done it like three times, but where I just I I'm obviously not a great fit, and to me that's best serving them as well. You yeah. know, they might have some photo requests that are not things that are really my specialty mm. or. Um, they're asking for, it's oftentimes that stuff where they're like asking for certain things and discounts right. or they're like, I have one that was like, oh, well, if we get a second photographer, we don't understand why we don't get double the images. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, well, there's not a little, little whole lot of trust there. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, think I was like, oh, you're, you're really looking to kind of like dominate the situation. And that's yeah. fine mm. because there are photographers that serve that really, really well. There are mm. that are like, you know, there's ones that have space that can be like, yeah, you know what? We'll go ahead and we can double the amount of photos. I'll just give you all the photos, the second shooter shoots. Like, there's sure. people that can be more, you know, more acclimating there. There's just things in my business that I've defined where this is like kind of the, mm. the offerings. Um, yeah, the pricing keeps some people away. I'm also very, very intentional with my welcome guide and the language that I use. I'm also mm-hmm. an explanation point sort of person. On the call too, I really try to showcase my bad jokes and like just kind of like <laughs> talk through. And a lot of times like, but yeah, it's like we can, I can really get it, especially once I like to get, once we get to the call, we can really talk talk through things. And, and if we didn't really click on the call, most of the time, you know, I'll send the follow-up uh, email and I won't hear back because they didn't yeah. vibe with me either. And that's fine. That's totally great. You know, there's so many, because I know then that they're going to find another photographer and yeah. give them business. And that's 
great, but it's something that also getting the amount of inquiries, I've got to build a lot of self-confidence and kind of standing and like, this is what I offer. This is, you know, what I do. And, you know, on occasion, a client gets through that maybe even like there was even um, someone like they might get through that. I, I even think that we might not be the best fit. And then we get to the mm-hmm. wedding day and we're just like, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, exactly. like, it's just like, and I'm like, oh, like, this is great. And yeah. like, I, and it wasn't even that they were like, really negative people. I was like, oh, this will probably, this is probably great. You know, I feel a little bit like I'm maybe the vendor and then you get there the day of and it's like, awesome. Yeah. So sometimes I'm proven wrong. And sometimes I kind of let the intuition guide that if they still want to go ahead. I also had one recently that was like, oh, we won't really want our photos edited like this blog post. Huh. And their, their wedding was in a like downtown area and they wanted them edited like this, like golden beach, Cape Kawanda at sunset and then kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just explained to them, Hey, that's, that may not be possible. I actually, you know, kind of gave them the spiel and I, I sent them, I was like, here's 10 more galleries that are a little more like yours. Let me know if you like it and you can totally make the call. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like some things where I think I like to set myself up wherever I can as the expert and that I also mm-hmm. have their best interests at heart. And that mm-hmm. it's also not just about my business and booking out. And, right. uh, and I think that kind of helps, you know, people along sort of their journey of finding a photographer. Yeah, and there's so if much. That your questions. <laughs> it it absolutely does, and I feel like there's so much that can be communicated, especially in that sales process, of like when someone reaches out and like you know like yeah, there's gonna be so many people that just don't reach out based on your prices and your numbers, and that's like healthy. That's a healthy place to be in. And I also love that you kind of talked about. Um, it's just like you know, the vibe of what I'm getting is that you really want to make sure that you're the right match for people and you're not just trying to like, oh, I need to like scrape together every single client that's like willing to work with me. Um, you're like, hey, if, if someone's not the best fit, that's okay. And you can really only do that, by the way, from a place of like, again, this higher level of demand for your work. You, it's, it's hard to do that when you are, are in a place kind of like of scarcity for your work. Um, so I think that's so cool. So can I ask, like, I do think that we talked a little bit about this before, but like SEO can sometimes, when we hear about it, it can sometimes be like the bad guy in the Mm -hmm. marketing world and, or like one of the bad guys. Um, Like, I don't know. I'd love to talk about maybe a common misconception that people have Mm -hmm. about SEO and how you would combat that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest misconception is that it's hard. Mm. It's, it's hard to learn. It's hard to do. And I think that is a little bit in line with also a little bit, uh, and I understand it. It's definitely a little more techie and you can get really deep on it. But a lot of the things that business owners need to know and that can, can apply to their business are not techie. And I'm not passionate about tell, teaching like the technical stuff. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go through code and that's not my thing. I love content strategy. And as business owner strategy is really fun. Um, so it's kind of like, like, I was even thinking this morning, like, you know, learning how to type. So my generation, like, I remember learning how to type. I remember not computers and then computers. (laughs) And like, just like, you know, like just going like this. And now, you know, when you type, you don't even look. You can do full words and things like that. So at first, it's a little bit like, you know, with SEO, it's like, okay, I kind of understand what my keywords are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Kind of understand what my heading is. I kind of understand like just kind of typing little types on the keyboard. And then as they all start to come together and you do it over and over again, that's, that becomes that repetitive process Mm. that your neural nets, your like neural clumping in your brain learns. Mm. And when that stuff clicks, it's, it's not that hard. It takes a little bit of work, just like anything, making reels takes work, you know, marketing business takes, takes some work. There's not 
secret, you know, tricks out there. But what I do love is that it's, it's, it's just like typing. Everyone can learn how to type quickly. It just takes knowing the keys a little bit and a little bit of practice. And then it will just like start to come together as, um, yeah, as you kind of connect it to your business goals and it becomes more real and you see those rankings and it's lots of fun. So I think it's like one of the biggest mis- misconceptions is that it has mm. to be like, you have to like know technical things or, or things like that. It's so much more just like strategy and, and just trying things out. Um, so yeah, I think that's something I hear back is people will feel pretty intimidated by it because it seems like a really tech heavy thing. And that's sort of the fault of a lot of the people that write about SEO, like the SEO articles. I feel like they like want to sound smart or something. It's true. Can you not call this a title tag and just say like blog post title? Like, I don't know, like why make this like, but I get it. They're, they're almost like speaking to others in their field of like we all do in our echo chambers of, you know, these worlds of interest. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really not, you don't need any technical know-how to, to get good at SEO. And there's so many things that we put our minds to that involves like a little bit of technicalities right up front. Like there's going to be a learning curve, no matter what you learn. Like when we all first started shooting in manual, we were all like so confused. Yes, and we were like, oh my gosh, like we have to get all three of these things balanced. Seriously, but then now the way we do it, it is so second nature. And it's like absolutely like what you're talking about with these like neural pathways and like a subconscious almost muscle memory. And I actually did not know that at all about SEO, that it becomes so like almost like a holistic method of you you just start to learn it as you go. Because I always think to myself like, oh man, I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. Like every time I, you know, put in something new, like a new blog post or like a new uh, photo set of images or something like that, or I don't know. And, and to hear you say that it actually is much more you learn as you go, that's so empowering and so freeing. Do you kind of set something up and then you just leave it? Or is it kind of like an active uh, beast that you feed with SEO? Like, are, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I definitely... So it's a little, it's a little bit of both. It just needs to be fed occasionally, you know, especially it kind of depends. Like my, my website now has a lot of quality pages and I've been Mm -hmm. building over time. Uh, when someone's just starting out, that's a great thing to start with is to, to start to kind of build your website. And it's not about having, it's not the number of pages, it's the quality. So Mm. now that I have that, so I do feed it, but now if I like with, uh, what happened in 2020, I didn't blog once that whole year and it was totally fine. But anytime I want to go after a new keyword, you know, then we'll, right. we'll come up with some strategies and try a new thing. But it is going to help you the more quality content you make, not just more content, but quality content that goes after great keywords that will help help over time. So I sort of do it now a little bit in spurts. Just I think it's a little better fit for my personality. I'm not very consistent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't like consistent mornings. I'm, I like to bouncy ball um, like throughout my day. So I'll kind of get a spur of an idea. And then um, I have, I use Notion, you know, it's like that. It's like a database kind of planner. It's a, like a lot of, uh, it's like Asana and these okay. kind of things. Yeah. But I just put all my different targeting ideas and things in there. And then I just, when I'm kind of feeling the, the itch to go after something new, I pick something or maybe a network of keywords and uh, yeah, and then I go for it. But it can definitely be a, a, when you, especially once you get it built, it's a little bit set and forget. And, yeah. but it does become a little addicting because let's say, you know, you're, you shoot somewhere, you shoot in Tulum, 
Mexico and you would love to keep shooting there, you can, there's various ways to target Tulum. So it's like, wow, you have full control over the direct, like the, the, the really direct direction that's the yeah. way I can say it, of your business goals and something that really supports that. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just, it can be really exciting, but yeah, it's not something you have to feed all the time. You don't have to like, you have to blog four times a month. You know, that's mm-hmm. not really how it works, but just being focused on quality content that is really helpful for your customers. And that's what Google loves to see. I love it. Photographers, creative entrepreneur friends, are you sick of running your business through Gmail? Are you sick of not knowing where you're at in a certain client workflow? Sick of sending paper contracts, looking unprofessional, Venmo payments, and having to enter everyone's wedding dates manually into your calendar? I totally get you. Like, let me tell you, I have totally been there. In fact, the first year of being a wedding photographer, I straight up ran my business that way and it madly cost me. I dropped balls and client workflows. I missed payments. I missed emails. Like, it was bad. And then I finally invested in the single best subscription for my photography business. It's called HoneyBook. So HoneyBook is what's called a client resource management software, or to just put it plainly for you, it's a system that acts as a central structured hub for your business. HoneyBook automates my workflows, allows me to send digital contracts and invoice proposals to my clients so they can sign and pay online. It auto-fills on my calendar when a client inquires for a date. It processes and records all payments for bookkeeping. It allows me to create email templates for everything, even as a mobile app so that I can respond to inquiries quickly right from my phone. And seriously, so many more things that I can't even fit in here. I so badly want your business transformed by HoneyBook as well that I have a link in the show notes for 50% off your entire first year of HoneyBook. That's actually a $200 value, by the way. So are you ready to get your time and peace back, never drop any more balls in your workflow, and look professional as hack to your clients? Heck yeah, you are. Just be sure to click on that 50% off HoneyBook link in the show notes. And another thing, you know, kind of when you say that you can almost like pinpoint, you know, something that you want to pursue that aligns with like whatever goal it is. Like if you want to book in a specific location or something like that, I think what's really cool about something like SEO is in, at least in my mind, whenever I think of marketing myself anywhere, I always am thinking about where is the place nobody else is because Mm. where everybody else is, it is so much harder. And I know, I know it's like, we don't always want to run away from things that are hard, but just genuinely Mm. like, don't go so hard on yourself when you're marketing. Mm. Try the thing that is least, uh, just like least populated, I guess, if that makes any sense. Because mm-hmm. those types of situations are going to be places where you can actually kill it because no one else is. Like, mm-hmm. I know in my area, like there's so many, I, I think on Google, like I don't even know if the majority of the people who are ranking on Google in like a place like West Michigan, if mm-hmm. they are intentionally doing that or if it's just like haphazardly. And Maybe, yeah, either. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's so different from, again, maybe a place over-glamorized like Instagram where it's like everybody and their dog is posting the still image on Instagram. We've been doing that since like 2016. And now that is very like standard. It's it's low effort. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody can do it. And that's why it's hard to actually get results from that. Like we, back yeah. in 2017, 2016, yes, you could post a picture and get a client. <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. But, that's, mm-hmm. but that's because it was 
almost the anomaly thing to do. Now it's not. And so you are fighting an uphill battle of competing with everybody else. So like if you can hit a place like SEO up, well, not a whole lot of people are on SEO. So you're going to genuinely stand out so much more per amount of effort that you're putting in, if that makes any sort of sense. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you can start to recognize like what are, you know, maybe you live in New York City and that's going to be really competitive. Okay. Well, yeah. what about, what about Brooklyn? What about right. Queens? What exactly. about, you can like split up big cities to, to then be like, okay, maybe people are ignoring because everyone's going after New York. Yes. Maybe there's like areas and things that I can focus on. Maybe I want to shoot upstate New York more. That's yeah. here. So there's like strategy ways to like kind of, that's what I like about it is it's not just sort of, and you know, I'm not one to vilify Instagram anymore. I was a little bit on that train <laughs> of like really vilifying Instagram, but it is kind of just like a, a like uh, one thing and you really serve people and you can provide things in there and that's that's really awesome. But like mm-hmm. SEO is kind of this like like secret spy agent. Like you kind of yeah. like collect and see an area and like see opportunities. There's just a lot more opportunities because it's just so niche like yeah. down to mm-hmm. and once you can kind of find those those pockets, it can be really easy to to rank, to at least to start ranking with more like um, focused keywords, like more concise or like condensed or like these kind of areas that are more specific. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. So I do want to talk a little bit about social media and I first want to talk about Pinterest and then Mm -hmm. I'd love to next talk about TikTok. But first about Pinterest, how does, if it does, Pinterest play into SEO? Because I feel like Pinterest has a pretty beefy search engine, I would Mm -hmm. assume. Yes. Um, Have you ever done Pinterest stuff? And like, have you seen results with it? And do you think that that's worth tapping into in the SEO department? Mm, Yeah, this is a fantastic question. And I love the way all of these kind of different platforms can overlap and how they're learning from each other and competing with each other. I think it's, it's awesome. And Pinterest is absolutely, like you said, that is, it is one of the beefier search engines and it's very different. It's really cool to see how they, they've focused on really, they focused on being a photo feed and an inspiration feed. And yes, it links to articles and things, but with Google, it's really an article, you know, forward sort of thing. You see links, whereas Mm -hmm. Pinterest is really photos. So I won't say I'm Pinterest expert, at all, but it is really easy to make part of an SEO workflow because mm. the same sort of search engine optimization things that work on Google work on these other platforms. Sure. They might be a little bit different, but Pinterest is one of those that's, um, I would say, the most alike and the most yeah. um, really, they can really collaborate very well together. So when I go to blog, I, I fill out my alt text, which is your alternative text. You'll see that on the back end of your website, or you'll see that within the narrative blogging app, if you use that. So when I fill out my alt text, I fill it out for both Google and Pinterest in mind. Hmm. So that's just like something that, um, that I'll do. So for, you know, if it's a, if it's a vertical or portrait, uh, oriented photo of like a bouquet, mm-hmm. I'll be really, really descriptive about what's in there. You know, white, all white uh, wedding details with orchids and daisies. That's actually probably hideous, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so some... I do orchids and daisies for your wedding. <laughs> or like some, my mind. some florist <laughs> out there is either like, yes, or they're like, no. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh mm-hmm. gosh. 
Oh, they're like, oh, you're the Daisy Orchid woman. Uh, <laughs> I just like looked awful in my brain. Uh, maybe it's great. Florists, you do. That's why I'm not a florist. Uh, but I really describe it because those are the those are the type of words that people are searching on Pinterest. They yeah. might be looking for all white wedding inspiration, and they may search that on Google. But kind of understanding like searcher behavior too is a lot of times on Google, people will be looking for businesses because it's just mm. more optimized that way. They're mm. looking for businesses or maybe more like helpful articles of like you know, the 15 things you should not have at your wedding or, you know, yeah. those kind of like articles. But Pinterest is so much more an inspiration. So mm. that searcher intent is like, maybe they've moved, they have their vendors and things, and now they're starting to collect that inspiration. Yeah. It's really easy how the two can work together because when you're optimizing your alt text for SEO, you will, especially if you have it, um, it will auto pull over into Pinterest through rich pins if you just have yeah. like a verified account. So that pulls over. And then when you get over to Pinterest, give it a little more spice as well. You know, change the... So maybe my SEO title that is at the actual blog post is, uh, you know, hug point elopement, something like that. That's a little yeah. elopement location here. And then maybe I'll pin it over on Pinterest, but I'll change the title to, you know, breathtaking adventure elopement. This yeah. is a must-see if you're considering eloping. You know, want to know more about eloping at the Oregon coast, maybe in the description, like, what would you want to see if you were, yeah. at least because I'm a wedding photographer, but what would you want to see when you're getting married? Like, what would be really eye-catching and really inspirational? So, and you can add some of those words over for Google. I definitely do that too, but you can kind of, they can kind of work together. So once you blog and then you go to do Pinterest, do a little extra optimizing over there if you want. I don't get too spicy with Pinterest. It's just, uh, I did for a few years ago when I felt like inspired to, and then I was kind of like, eh, I just moved on. But I just, uh, I, I set up Tailwind, and so it just auto pins from my blog post, and I'm just like, great, okay. I Ooh, love automation. I love We that. love the computers doing our work for us. It's great. So Tailwind <laughs> will literally take from your, what you're blog posting, like your images, and post over to, that's mm-hmm. insane. Wow. Yeah, so you pop Mind in blown. your URL and then you, and you can uh, customize the captions and stuff all really quickly and then just hit schedule and it will just it'll schedule them all out for as long as you want. So you could schedule them out for a whole month. It'll remix them. So if you do three blog posts, it'll remix so that they're being posted at different times. They can be posted <sighs> to like two or three different folders. So say you have a wedding inspo board, a floral and wedding floral inspiration board, and it works in the background. It is fantastic so that's why that's i haven't so spent cool. much time because i just like automate it and throw it yeah the little the little robots that will rule the, rule the world and take all our work but it's great <laughs> we're all here for it i'm like yeah, <laughs> that's what I want to do it. <laughs> true no it makes it so much easier i was actually going to ask you you know like let's say someone really wants to, i don't know maybe someone's like at the beginning of their business or something like that and they're kind of looking at you know where should i kind of invest my money are there certain programs, systems, apps, website hosts, whatever it is that you would highly recommend in the SEO department? Like I know you mentioned narrative, which mm-hmm. I almost, I will tell you right now, like when I found out I could publish through narrative publish on my websites, I think I shed a tear that day because it was so fast. So difficult. Yeah, it was so difficult before. So yes. slow. Like I'm like oh. trying to make photo layouts. They look like Yes. And then the narrative. Yeah. Anyway, are there any Mm -hmm. others? Like, would you, I don't know what website hosts you use, like all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can give some general uh, guidance. If you're just starting out and you don't have a website yet, or you're kind of like playing around, I would highly recommend WordPress. If you can swallow the, the, it takes a little bit more tech, tech knowledge, not much, but it's, it's not. Whereas like compared to Squarespace, Squarespace is a really intuitive 
program. But uh-huh. WordPress is kind of the gold standard. You can really rank with both a WordPress site and a Squarespace site. I'm on Squarespace and it's supposed to be SEO death. That's what, if you research anything, it's like, oh, no, no Squarespace. Really? Uh, yeah. And so I stayed with it. Once I started ranking too, I was like, I'm going to stay with Squarespace just to like, <sighs> you know, prove everybody wrong. I was going to say, you're like, I'll literally take the, I'll take the quote unquote worst um, <laughs> plate and I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I was already so deep in it and I was like, well, I'm not changing now. So we're just wow. going to keep this all rolling. I have Squarespace. So that's yeah. good to know. You don't think I should change? No, no. I mean, if you okay. want to, if there is more bells and whistles and things in, in WordPress, there's things like Yoast, which is, it's uh, it's sort of an SEO assistant. It doesn't mean you add Yoast and your site has better SEO. It's sure. just a little bit of an assistant. And there's parts in my SEO course where I tell you to disagree with the assistant because okay. it's just a little bot that's telling you to do stuff and you're still a bit smarter as a human. Uh-huh. So for now, um, <laughs> to, to do that. So yeah, but I would definitely, if you can start with WordPress or Squarespace, I just, I can't. And it was the same reason why Squarespace was vilified for SEO for a while. Is it just hadn't been around long enough there needs to be like tests and stuff run by these SEOers that look at thousands of websites to see how things are performing. Yeah. So now Squarespace, it can really, it can really hold its own. Some of the others that are newer, it's just going to be the same thing. They haven't been long enough to be tested, whether it's like format or I know Pixie Set has websites now. So I can't really say I trust them or not. Um, but I, because we have two options that are heavy hitters that have been around for a while. You know, um, Wix used to be SEO death because they were uh, Flash-based. Flash-based was bad, but they've since changed to HTML, so maybe they've gotten better. But yeah, and then look into things like if you're going to... Squarespace has, you know, some really great templates, but if you're going to go on the WordPress side, I've seen some really uh, show-it sites that have been performing really well SEO-wise. There must be something really clean in the code. They load quickly. So yeah, that's definitely some things I'd recommend. And if you want to start checking out your keywords and kind of getting a little bit in there, there's an app called SEO Edge for iPhone. And you can kind of put in some keywords and play around and see what your rankings are. Again, don't take them completely seriously. Your website, like even my website will rank differently depending on who is searching. Yeah, Uh, It's just Google is smart that way. If someone, you know, is searching in... Uh, East Portland, it's going to pull, pull up photography businesses that are in East Portland a little bit more. I'm still on page one for my website, but the uh, Google business page will be a little different. So don't get too huh. stuck on it. But that's kind of a place to start if you want to take a look at yeah, just kind of like dip your toe into SEO. But yeah, those are the website platforms that I would say I trust. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can mess around with SEO Edge and then using something like, like Narrative Paired In. It just takes so much pressure off blogging yeah. and makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Okay, so note to everybody listening, don't use those other ones and make sure you start using WordPress. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I mean, you may, might be able to, but I just I just don't have enough. I can't do enough research for can't you to say, it. like, you know, I can't vouch for you. Yeah. That makes sense. No, I love mm-hmm. it. So then the second part of, like, my social media question, let me just give you a little bit of background because I have no idea, like, where you're at with TikTok. But Basically, I've been seeing so much on TikTok um, with 
reference to the fact that TikTok has become this massive search engine. And like I notice that they have an incredible search engine in terms of like, it's very keyword based. You know, when I type in something in Instagram, I have the hardest time finding things. You have to search by profile or by geotag or by hashtag. And it drives me insane. But hashtags are a mess because everyone's using... I know, it's so hard. It's so hard. And then they don't even... Yeah, there's just so many things. Um, But in TikTok... You know, you have like, it it almost functions like Google. And like, I know there have been studies done out before I posted one a a while back. um, And it was basically that like Gen Z goes more to TikTok to search than it does to Google, which like is crazy to me. But then I'm thinking about it and I'm like, but that's so true. Like my wife and I, we will go to TikTok so often for Mm -hmm. like so many things and we won't, we'll skip Google for that, which is so crazy to me. Now I will Mm -hmm. say kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier when you were kind of like, you know, understand why the user is on the platform in the first place. What are they looking for in the first place? That Mm. all plays into it. Anyway, I'm just going to throw this question at you. You can do whatever you want with it. I just want to know your thoughts. No, I love it. And this is something I really have an eye on. I think it's really, really fascinating how the different platforms are sort of shifting and moving and competing or like taking things from each other. Like you said, you know, TikTok now has captions with 2000 characters. Yeah. That is directly an SEO thing. And that is super, super fascinating because then you're going to get more of a blog post style, like an article style over on TikTok. Well, and you can include um, profile tags. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if they will ever add links because if they add a link, it's a blog Mm -hmm. post now. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's like link for further reading right in there, which could totally be yeah yeah yeah. Um, or they might not because a lot of these apps too want to try to keep you on the app. I know that's what's hard. It's like I don't know what they're going to do with it. Like, do you want to be yeah. Google or do you want to keep people on the app? <laughs> you got to yeah. choose one. I feel like they're all kind of sidelining each other from the corner. Like, well, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So, <laughs> so true. So something I accidentally noticed, I was trying to find, uh, it was a TikToker reel and I couldn't remember and it was something really obscure. It was like funny and I couldn't even figure out what to type to find it. And so I just went to Google because it's like a broad thing. I'm like, okay, I don't really know how to search it on really either app. It was weird. I don't remember anything about it. And so when I started doing that search, I started to know something really interesting is the way Google codes. So like, so say you search how to bake a cake Instagram reels. Yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. There's like no communication between Google and, and Instagram to make any sort of sense with that. Now, and you can totally do this. You can search how to bake a cake TikTok and it is organized. It's beautiful previews in these carousels. So Mm. I don't know if it's somebody over at TikTok that's coding to be like, well, hey, Google, we're also going to show up on you. Or if it's Google kind of being like, oh, crap, we better show TikToks. So that's a little bit of one of my future predictions is that they're potentially because there's different sort of modules on the first page of Google. You have the ads. We all ignore those. (laughs) You have the the local businesses or even just like the the questions. Like if you ask like in a question, it'll give you like ideas of other questions. It will show you blog posts, might show a little thing of photos or video. And I think there might 
for potentially some searches, like when you search how to bake a cake in the future, I think there will be a carousel of, mm. of reels, especially if Google is really losing traffic to Z- Gen Z. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to bring that in to kind of like mm. keep people there. So that's something I noticed where I was like, ooh, somebody's watching this. Somebody's yeah. they're talking to each other because it would be cool if then if you can go to Google and also, oh, I know I have my little TikTok section here. And it was yeah. cool to do it. It didn't just show the most viewed reels. It didn't show... It was a really nice mix of like what was the best quality, yeah. which is really, really cool. And especially as that 2,000 words pops in. So all y'all who are working on your TikToks and you know building those things, you might intentionally be doing future SEO. Yeah. Which I mean, you already are, but it could also really bring over to Google as well. So you're taking more real estate up on the internet. I think it's so fascinating. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it. I think it's really cool. I love that. I had no idea that was happening. Something that I've heard that was really fascinating to me is I've heard a lot of people will basically, um, I know Pinterest has this as well. It's the autofill uh, search bar. Well, I mean, Google has this too. You basically type in something. So maybe you type in like um, a photographer and then you see whatever autofills next, like the next mm-hmm. couple ones that autofill. And apparently, allegedly, these are the things that people on TikTok are searching most for. I don't know if that's like totally true, but apparently that is. And so a lot of times, like I've heard these like TikTok gurus say like, hey, if you can put these keywords, especially in your captions or especially in your on-screen captions, um, like not necessarily stuffing it, but basically um, like even if you have to drag something out of the main frame of the screen, just to make sure that that keyword is in there if it pertains to that video. And obviously, I mean, I'm not an SEO guru, but you would probably agree, like don't stuff with keywords that don't actually have anything to do with. (laughs) Um, But like, I've heard that that's like a really big tactic that people are using now just to get ranked for these keywords. Because like, for some reason, TikTok is actually showing people like, they've gotten good at showing people what they want to see. And it's not this Instagram thing where it's like, you you have no idea. Like, I, I cannot go back to an Instagram video that I liked a while back, unless you save it. It is gone. You got to put in little folders. It's gone. Yeah, it is gone. Mm -hmm. On TikTok, it's completely... Like, I can type in, like, a random word that was spoken (laughs) in, like, the video, and it will, like, show me that video. It's crazy. And even... um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, even just the fact that, like, you have so many videos and... uh, uh, what What are they called? Static image posts on Instagram right now per hashtag especially in the photographer space, I will say Mm. on TikTok, it is far, far less crowded. Per hashtag, I feel like there's like a 10th of posts, if not even less. And Mm. I just, I'm just saying, I think it's such an opportunity. um, Like, I don't know, just to market yourself in a place that no one else is marketing themselves. Yeah, I completely agree. I I just advised a a, a bar studio, like what it's like yoga, Pilates, yeah, kind of bar yep. workout. Uh, my brother in law and I literally advised them that they're the efforts they are making on TikTok. I I really see as yeah being being a potential. If people, especially if you're, that's something that I learned is I I'm I've been practicing with reels just because I'm familiar with that program just to get get my hang of it. But now I'm definitely going to be in once I sort of find my my thing there but i'm definitely going to be going over and putting 
you know, um, was it, yeah, once I get like the hang of it, I'm still like, I'm still like, on, I'm like on my little training wheels. Like, I think I'm getting it. Like, here we go. I will, I will just say from like me to you, TikTok is so much easier than Instagram reels. Like oh, okay. Instagram reels are hard. <laughs> TikTok is so much more scrappy. Like you can just literally record anything, chuck it out there see how it performs. I mean, the name of the game is just that you just, I don't know, you, you don't you don't sweat it if it doesn't work. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, ah, I don't care. Next one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I will say like TikTok, if you want to like mess around and experiment and like try stuff, TikTok is a great place. It's just a fun yeah. place to start. Whereas Reels can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming and like it still kind of carries that like aesthetic baggage thing that we all like have from 2017 that we're not over yeah. yet. Yeah, we're all like, what direction are we going? Like we're going this way now. Like we're just kind of like all like frayed wires. Like we're just trying. It's so true. But yeah, I'd love to see you on TikTok. I think that would be uh, so be cool. Fun. It's fun to get like past that fear of it. But this is, as you know, we've kind of talked about in sort of a summation and I watched even like another big, you know, sort of social media educator on it is all of the, the even what's considered social media, they've all had to move more to SEO because the yeah. hashtags, are, they're having to do that. So SEO skills, they work for every platform. Yeah. They, and they're only going to work more for every platform. And that's yep. something that social media gleaned. They're like, wow, Google's this major thing. And they started to shift more and more in into search. And then I think a lot of those social media is going to start showing up way more clearly on Google. So y'all, like SEO, you know, you think it's like, oh, well, social media is going to take over SEO. SEO is the mm. old thing. It's the brand new thing again. Yes. Like, so this, true. Is, this is really, really exciting. So if you have those skills and you can kind of like... That way too, it's like you can have the SEO skills, but maybe you apply it, like maybe you kill it yep. on Pinterest. You maybe, yep. you, maybe TikTok's more your thing. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're like me and the really behind the scenes of the kind of Google world is a good fit. YouTube, same. It's all, all optimization as well. So I just think that it was really interesting to be like, oh, is SEO dying? And then in the last year, I've been like, oh, it's just, it's really revving up and now it's yeah. spreading. That's so cool. I love mm-hmm. that. Okay, well, I feel like I could literally talk to you forever about Come this. <laughs> okay, but I do, I always ask people at the end, just like more fun questions. Um, what's something in your life personally that you're like very passionate about at the moment? And then number two, what's something in your life that you are professionally passionate about? Mm, well, my personal life, my dog, so you could just hear probably barking. <laughs> I, I kid you I not. Like, I, I was warned. I was wondering if that was my dog. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, my dog's alive. My dog. Okay. Oh, let's see. Uh, yeah. I mean, personal life. I mean, could be anything. It could be like your yeah. socks. I don't care. Like yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, I am just like I am absolutely obsessed with learning about like quantum mechanics and just Ooh. the way the universe works. There was if you. Yeah, if you haven't, y'all, if you haven't read who just won the the team of people who just won the Nobel Prize of what they they showed of this like hundred year experiment that still proves true, and they they use two stars that are a hundred light years away from each other, and it's just it it literally like kind of like it breaks physics the way these things work, and I'm just like, so that's like wow. Definitely a personal life thing. And then in professional life, I'm actually diving into a whole new world of um, I got really into something called human design. Okay. So it's, it's, I'm basically getting certified. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with it, but it's, it's a little bit based in like astrology, but I have a hard time with astrology. I'm like, so I'm a Sagittarius. Like what? Like, I don't really know what to do. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I, I do this with my hands a lot. Like, I guess, yeah. <laughs> like I'm an excited person. Uh, but yeah, I did uh, kind of a little 
I got some tips. Like I did a little reading with someone, they read my chart and I, I started living like three things. And what I love about it is I think we're all trying to do one thing and how we do our business. Mm -hmm. And this gives you like kind of like an energy flow idea. So like I'm a generator. So if it's, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. Okay. That's it. I don't use my brain to make decisions, but um, yeah, I've been like kind of practicing it for two years and like my whole life changed. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to learn this. So it should be fun. So yeah, there's like human design apps. People can go check it out. But yeah, I'm in like a 250 video course program that I get up at 5am every morning to like, try to like do in the middle oh of wedding season, word. which is really fun. It's, but it's fun. I love complex systems and it's just yeah. another system to learn. Uh, but yeah, that's like a professional life thing where I was like, I, this shouldn't have worked. I don't even like this stuff. I think astrology is kind of like, I'm not sure. I'm very skeptical, but sure. I tried these things and I was like, this is kind of awesome. I yeah. like the energy flow, the decision-making skills. It, yeah. ooh, it just like really like got into process. So yeah, just like a brief, but that's, what's really kind of lightened me up. It's fun to be a student again. Too. Yeah, it really it, is. It's fun. It's really fun. Yep. And it's also like, it's so cool to just l- almost like learn something about something that doesn't have to do with our business every single time. Like, it's not like directly of like, oh, this marketing yeah. strategy or whatever. And it's just I like, oh. <laughs> I, know, I know, legit. And I think it's so I fun. To, I, I know. It's so fun to get into like those, th- those types of things. I have no idea about the astrology thing. I have some friends who are like so into it. I've never like gotten into it. I don't understand it, but like, I think it'd be really cool to like, look into um but yeah that's so cool i love i love hearing like what people just love i think that's really cool it's a it's a it's a nice little thing find a fun fun things exactly this is fun and shiny and i like it (laughs) (laughs) so okay if anybody's like okay how can i get more from you where can like obviously we'll drop in your you tell us what your like social media website handles all those things are um but is there a place that they can learn more from you Mm, yeah, definitely. So uh, you can find me over at Catalina Jean on Instagram. I am actually on the app now more than once a year. <laughs> so you can totally reach out there. I love answering questions. And then the SEO for Creatives course will uh, be opening for spring of 2023. But I think we're going to do a little flash opening at the end Ooh. of November. So watch out for that. It's going to have a nice coupon with it as well. And if you go, are going to attend Summit uh, by Jay Long, the Wedding Photography Summit, I have Ooh. a really special discount and opening for that that I'm going to be doing. They'll That's like, they're going to get the Jay um, Long. I keep saying Jay. Once I say words, <laughs> I love it. Jay Long wants, uh, yeah, he invited us to do something really juicy for the people coming to Summit. So there will be opportunities for you to literally dive into what is my just like, I put everything I know about SEO into this course. And I'm obsessed with education, obsessed with how to take technical things and make them fun and easy Mm -hmm. to understand. So if you want to go on your next step, and a lot of the videos too are like five to 10 minutes long. So even if you don't have a lot of time, it's it's easy to do and you know the next steps for your homework. And you can just like literally get SEO working in like two months, which is fantastic. So um, yeah, shoot me a question, find me over there and look out for the, uh, yeah, the reopening of the course. I love it. Yeah, I'm going through it right now. It's so good. I literally take, I feel like your astrology course is like what your SEO course, SEO course for me is right now. Oh, <laughs> I just like so go through it every day. I just Yay! like go through it every day and like do like one little tutorial or something. And it's just, I don't know. It's just nice. <laughs> I love uh, it. It's good, fun being yeah. a student, gen- genuinely. Okay, exactly. so if anybody's listening, keep your eyeballs on November whenever, mm-hmm. whenever that comes out or the... Mm-hmm. um. 
what's it called? The summit with Jai. Jai is the freaking mm-hmm. man, by the way. Yeah, um, I have huge respect. So much respect. I love it. Yeah. Keep mm-hmm. your eyes on that, people, because you, unless you're going to have to wait for spring, because <laughs> don't yes. wait for spring. <laughs> yeah, and it's because I offer coaching within. I do three months of coaching every time we open it. I do that's group so coaching, cool. and so I want to make space for everyone new coming in. Yeah. So that's why we kind of do an open close, so I can really focus on answering questions. Yep, mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Catalina, thank you so much for being on the show. This was thoroughly enjoyable for me, and I'm sure Perfect. for all the listeners. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me.